Newsweek presents The Debate with Andrew Tolman. Everything 100% of the time, 24 hours a day is a negotiation. Rakeem Brooks. This is a common good that we are talking about. Amani wells on Yoha. I'm completely fed up with whether it's politicized or not. And Jeff Charles. That distracts us from actually rolling up our sleeves. The Debate starts now. So I'm doing my prep for my radio show the other day, and I come across the weirdest article. And the article starts telling me about the curse of 35 in China, that in China, people who are 35 years old and older find that they can't find work because companies in China uh, are allowed to practice age discrimination. Age discrimination is apparently not illegal there. I mean, I don't what do I know about Chinese age discrimination? But uh, civil servant positions, for example, will explicitly post job openings for people 35 and under. You know, you're too old for this job, basically. And the reason they favor the younger workers is because they're less expensive. They're more willing to do overtime. They don't you know, you can figure out some of the other consequences, like if they don't have families, they don't have family conflicts. They don't have sick kids. They don't have to take all of the stuff that goes with being a little bit older. This is leading to massive problems in China because you have people who can't get good jobs or keep good jobs, can't get enough financial security to feel comfortable about making families, even in an era where now they're allowed to and all of that. And um, it's it's especially among tech companies. They actually favor the younger people because they'll work the crazy 70, 80, 90 hour weeks. They don't care much about tradition and knowledge base and wisdom. They just want the innovators who are willing to put in the hours. And so that's all they focus on. And that made me have a thought, okay? A thought that I felt made me very uncomfortable, but here was my thought. Every time I go into a better job and I get a little bit older, I expect more pay because, you know, I'm older and smarter and have better skills and I expect to be compensated for that. But as a business, if I'm hiring people, I can sort of see the reason why a business might prefer to hire a 25-year-old over me, a 52-year-old. Because if they can get most of the same work and pay that person a third or half or whatever fraction that they're going to have to pay me because, you know, I'm worth too much to take that job for that pay. It seems to make sense to hire people. And I know we have all these rules about age discrimination and marital status discrimination and all of that. But I started to think as a sort of a business economics model, there are a lot of profit oriented reasons that really make sense in terms of dollars and cents to prefer the young worker over the old worker, the single worker who's willing to stay up late and prove themselves and do all this. I get why the Chinese model exists. And it, it scared me because I really don't know. Is it wrong to prohibit companies to prefer the younger or the single or the childless work. I mean, this is, I don't know how to answer this problem as a conservative who believes in free market economics. So uh, I guess I'll start with the side that'll make it worse than it was already. Rakeem, you're, <laughs> you know, I'm hoping for some wisdom here. No, Andrew, you're totally wrong. This is all good. <laughs> Wait, which part is all good? The Asian? I don't know. This or? is, I'm oh. in a quandary. Cause what oh, I want, okay. what I want to say is why can't companies just hire young single people? Yeah. Okay. Got it. So I think this will appeal to you, which is the problem that you face may not be age discrimination um, in specific cases, but rather in the general case, right? So if you were just going to say, as it seems they do in China, like once you turn 35, I mean, 
sucks for you, right? Well, necessarily like looking at population statistics, you'd say like, no, there are going to be people who are over the age of 35 who are definitely going to outperform all the, I don't know, obese gamers, right? Who are sitting there in front of their, um, yeah, that's so big, but you know, who, uh, who, you know, have no attention span and so forth, right? Whatever the images are of a younger generation. And not so, to make a stereotype, but not to make a stereotype. But my point is, right, stereotyping in one direction or the other doesn't seem as though it's going to save you. If you take, you know, conservative Gary Becker's analogies about why discrimination doesn't work, the idea is that there's going to be some really profitable worker who you're going to discriminate against and they're going to go to your competitor and then outcompete you. So I think you can you can come home on this one, actually, Andrew. You can come right back home to, you know, the, the, U, Socialist the, Republic. Mil, the Milton Friedman School of Economics okay. and just okay. say broad discrimination against categories of people makes no sense, both for the reason I just described, which is pound for pound, they might be better, but also that the market is going to price for that person. So if, in fact, the older person was um, less qualified for the position, in your view, the free market economic solution is not to exclude them, but rather recognize that there's a price point at which they become more competitive than the younger person. Well, and and that's kind of the question, too, is, you know, to me, there's an assumption that if you get older, you make more. OK, and it seems like economics would say, eh, eh, you know, not so sure about that. So, Jeff, you're a ruthless free marketer. Um, <laughs> now, in your ideal world, do you think of the company should be able to say, OK, uh, you're younger, you're going to outperform the older person. The older person is going to have higher medical bills. That's going to put down the overall profitability of our health insurance pool and all of this. Why not allow those kinds of considerations? Because, I mean, they affect the workplace, right? Yeah, yeah, they can. I mean, this is this is a tricky one. It also kind of uh, reminds me of what I've heard about, you know, women. If you're a woman and you go to interview and let's say you're pregnant, they might not hire you because they know you're going on maternity leave soon. They're not going to get they're not going to get that level of work out of you. But I kind of lean more towards what Rakim was saying. I mean, is it really a good business decision? to exclude to discriminate against older people because like you just said it's not necessarily true that just because somebody's older that they're gonna uh, get paid more some might expect that depending on what the job is but at the same time it's not necessarily guaranteed so if i'm a business owner and i see somebody has a wealth of experience and they bring a lot more to the table than somebody who's younger might bring which they probably would based on their experience and what they've gone through they've already made all the mistakes then it might make sense for me to say, you know what, maybe I'll pay a little bit more for, for this for this older person and bring them in. But I know that's an issue is it is harder to get a job as you get older here, here in America. Obviously, it's not, it's not not the same as China. But I, I do think that it doesn't make businesses understand that it doesn't make sense to broadly discriminate against people who, who are older. They're going to hire some at least. And the thing is about, you know, about not allowing it, if they really want to discriminate, they're going to do it anyway. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that businesses can discriminate um, based on race, sex, religion, and still get away with it. You hire a few people in that category. You can say, I'm not discriminating, but I'm not going to hire any more of you people. So to me, it's just more about. Anytime that, you use you people, you know, it's always. Yeah. Yeah. Well, See, well, no, I, I can say it, you know, but right. Yeah, you can. <laughs> My concern in this whole argument is that this um, wouldn't work in America anyway. Y'all, we have a different quality of worker here. Um, and this is just the truth. This is, this is my conservative view, y'all. They're going to get me. Uh -oh. um, but as somebody who's been recently hiring, um, I can tell you that the young bucks are not dying to work. OK, they do not dream of labor. 
They do not dream <laughs> of working longer than 30 hours a week. And if you do, then you are the man and you're trying to keep them down if you expect them to. OK, so this whole thing of let's hire younger workers, they're going to work harder. They're going to cost you less. is just not true. I got people fresh out of college telling me you're going to have to pay me thirty eight dollars an hour. Babe, you graduated last month. That's crazy. But in their mind, they have the confidence. They are assured. They're asking you, am I expected to ever go overtime? Is there overtime pay? Is there weekend? Like they are very um, knowledgeable about the whole labor field. They've done their research. They are little labor activists. So this whole thing of assuming that a younger age is going to cost you less and you're going to get more output isn't really necessarily true. Um, so that's something that we should consider is just think of the quality of the worker because I'm happy to pay top dollar for somebody who's going to come in and do the job and do it well. I don't mind that. And I don't care how old you are. So it's really just about your dedication to the work, your work style, how you're willing to show up for the organization that you're trying to work for. I think those are the most important factors in hiring than thinking specifically age is going to determine that because here in the U.S., it does not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a That's good a point. point. Like I hadn't even thought of that. I mean, because like, especially with the younger generations, I mean, I mean, maybe in the past, this might have been more of an issue. But nowadays, I think you're right, Amani. I think a lot of these people come as a lot of the Gen Zers. I'm not trying to knock generations, but I'm just saying what, what I've been seeing and what I've been hearing. No they, way come in, they, they come they come in entitled. I mean, millennials, too. Yeah, they, they come in and entitled like oh, I don't yeah. want to work past a certain time. Are you really going to have a good ROI, a return on investment for hiring a younger you know, person? No, it sounds to me that that might be more expensive than paying an older person who is going to work their butt off. Even if you pay a little bit more for it, at least, you know, they're reliable. The, 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 the difference in work ethic is a thing. So that, that's a very good point. So to quote Jeff. The terrible work ethic of these no good kids these days is uh, <laughs> is the yeah, best defense of the older workforce's paychecks. So I, I know I appreciate that. What the other, the other thing that this kind of got me thinking about is I, I hate to say this out loud, but I just think, you know, to be honest, I have to say it. Um, I sometimes will go back and read something that I wrote 20 years ago. Sure. And what I think invariably is that guy's good <laughs> and not in the like. I'm good, but in a like, I wish I could be that, you know, that sharp, that creative, that like, I don't know that I am as much anymore. I, I worry, I fear, you know, if you put me to the test, hey, write that again. I don't know that I could. And that leads me to this sort of question about, look, um, young people in sports, you know, we don't have any 50 year olds playing the NFL, right? We don't have 50 year olds playing in baseball. Um, we might have 50 year olds in the workforce, but there's some things where young people are just naturally biologically better quicker mentally they don't forget as easily you know there's a lot of things that young people have as advantages and that is a concern for me too you might not just be hiring somebody cheaper but you might actually be hiring somebody who gives you better if amani and jeff's concerns taken into hand in america they're actually willing to do the work yeah can i tell you about a frightening ted talk as of late it's called 30 is not the new 20 it's by a clinical psychologist meg J. You should listen to it. And I'm oversimplifying her thesis, but it's essentially what you just said, Andrew, which is your last sort of intellectual and I guess physiological growth spurt in, in terms of brain activity and capacity happens in your 20s. And so she, her whole talk is like, don't waste your 20s, make sure you're building real skills, make sure you're building connections. And that after that, you are locked in, you are what you are. And so you do wonder especially being the Chinese government, 
is there something they know that we don't know? <laughs> you know, as they, I get why you're going where you're going. Much more Skynet, actually, Jeff, than, than you do, which is like, you know, but but I sort of agree with Amani, and he usually brings into cultural trends and other things. What I was wondering was, well, is even though the article sort of went across different kinds of workforce forces, um, it's the industries is what I mean. It still seemed to me that in a largely manufacturing economy, it's got to be the case that younger workers are better through the age of 30, 35, right? Like of course, probably by yeah. the time you're 25, you kind of picked up what the rote skill is. And now you're just strong and able and none of the infirmities have set in like these bad knees on, of mine at 36, right? So you reach that general point. Um, but I, I guess I wonder if will China operate in the same way if it becomes a quote unquote advanced economy where service sector um, jobs are much more prevalent uh, in the future. Yeah, it's definitely one of these things where I, I just kind of wonder, as we see all these different trends kind of converging and shuffling everything around, uh, it's horrifying to imagine that, as you said, Rakeem, maybe the Chinese are onto something. You know, um, I had an observation a couple of years ago, again, as I'm starting to get older, I'm, you know, going into my late 40s and then now into my 50s. And I am I just happen to be paying attention to you know, the White House press secretary and the staffers that are working around the president and around the senators. And I realized at some point, oh, my God, they're all 15 or 20 years younger than I am. The people that are running the world, right, right. are younger by a significant margin than I am. And not that that's a problem, but that I get why. You know, they're energetic, they're unattached, they can, you know, they can work to 3 a.m., go home, sleep, get up, take an energy drink and be back to work. They do that. You know, me, not quite the same way. Uh, and so it, it's it's horrifying to think of why the yeah. younger worker has advantages, again, just like in sports. But you know, to Amani's point, didn't it used to be the case that we thought that being older and attached meant that you would have a certain um, set, of, you'd be more dedicated to your job, right? You have mm -hmm. a mortgage, yeah. you have a family as a invested, right? All of those attachments, mm -hmm. you're like, I can't lose this job. I'm going to be all that I can be in service of whatever it is. And that the younger worker was just sort of like, hmm, thank you for this job. I'm now moving, you know, back yeah. home or I'm moving to New York to be or LA to become an actor or actress or something, right? That all of those things made them less reliable. And maybe it's just different in China. Yeah, I'm thinking it's boiling down to China. <laughs> China is the problem. China, China. Um, <laughs> the problem, but they definitely it's it's I'm sure it's a different work culture because just in my organization, particularly, I've seen people who've been with us since we opened our doors. And then there's people who be like, I got a mortgage last month. Surprise, I'm quitting. What? You know, that type of stuff that most of us think about that would make you want to keep your job. A lot of the younger people just don't care. Like they will move until they find something that feels good. And when that stops feeling good, they'll go find something else. So I'm thinking on the business side, it wouldn't be beneficial to staff your firm up with people under the age of 25. I mean, under the age of 35, it just doesn't make any sense because that's not a business that you're going to be able to grow or scale. Because once those people want to advance in their career and once they feel Feel like they want to spread their wings and fly, you're going to wake up one day and got 13 resignations, you know, because everybody, you know, has decided to go their own separate way. So I think you should have a very diverse pool of employees that's with all type of diversities, including ages, because 
you just never know what's going to be a key factor in keeping people um, at the job. And you don't want people in a certain age group who are so unattached to make up the majority of your payroll. Would it be weird to have a company where, uh, aside from like the people who are just learning the skill, where basically everybody, whatever age they were, just made the same or were paid on the same basic system, especially if it were merit based? Andrew, like, are you a communist? I <laughs> know. No, I'm not. In t- I'm Andrew, not Andrew I have one question for you. Who is John Galt? <laughs> you know that doesn't work Ouch, you got deep but like in my mind the the world should be where the you know the older folks are making more because they're more productive but then i start to think about you know do i have a problem with the younger folks if they're salespeople? you know maybe they're just great at it and they make more i i don't know that's i i have a jumble of ideas i was hoping for some clarity what i've gotten is a lot more scared from the conversation uh so <laughs> thank you thank you so much rakeem you're, you're the best at doing that i i appreciate it <laughs> you know I, and i and i i love your reassuring notes about how well look the market will work all of this stuff out because you get the benefit of this and this and this and you know maybe the younger folks don't perform as well anyway these days uh but um I don't know. The question upset and disturbed me, and that's why I wanted to bring it to you guys. So thank (laughs) you for making it worse. (laughs) Of course. You're welcome. If you would like to be a part of the debate, email us. Thedebate at Newsweek.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 